0: Get ready to rock out with your talk out. It's the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Moms and dads and boys and girls, children of all ages, races, creeds, religions, sects. Not sex, but sects.
1: Right. You can't say the
0: word "sex." No, they should sex. change that word. Yeah, it's, yeah it sounds yeah. like it's one of those, you know. Dirty. But anyways, all y'all, in other words, as they say in uh, somewhere. the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, we are back. Uh, doing the uh, live thing again, live on Zoom for uh, those uh, select audience. We have Joe Freeman and we have Bill Damiano in, uh, hanging out with us. <clears throat> so we're going to let those guys chime in later. Anybody comes in, we're going to let talk a little wee bit to kind of get the feel for this. But it's something we just started doing and uh, I think that has the potential to be a lot of fun for people. More interaction, more inclusive, etc., so uh, we're looking forward to it. Anyways, it is Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Go to LudiniRockandRollCircus.com. Uh, yes, LudiniRockandRollCircus.com is back. It was gone, I, I'm screwed where did, where did up. Where'd it go? I, I unsubscribed from um, something that was actually hosting my website. I was not, like, what the hell am I paying that's, for this? That's not and fun. I, and I, end up, so I unsubscribed from it, ClickFunnels, and then i've been telling people for like weeks to go there and it was been it's been down yeah. mm. <clears throat> so yeah. thankfully it wasn't completely like gone all i had to do was hit the button to turn the credit card back on and um Voila, like magic, it is back. So there's all kind of fun stuff there. You can get involved with our uh, Inner Circle group and find out how you can get involved with more stuff, like being live with us. Um, The Inner Circle group is alive and well. We're still talking about music, posting cool stuff. I go in there on a much more increasingly regular basis to talk about music and to play some music for you guys, Um, show you some of my guitar stuff, as well as, um, you know, give a few like mini guitar lessons here and there so if you're interested in that sort of thing or would just like to be able to have a little bit more access throughout the week to us go to com and check out our inner circle group there's a link to it there there's a link to all our youtube videos there's a link to all our back podcasts with only interviews i've done with a lot of really cool people uh, anthony gomes you know who he is yes yeah um i i interviewed him uh one time oh, i'm just wow. thinking about he popped up on facebook the other day i don't know what it was somebody's birthday or something and he was and i was like damn anthony i haven't talked to you in a while but like a lot of really cool people, artists like that blues artists uh, rock artists um most stuff in that idiom so ludini rock and roll circus.com please go to rock rage radio.com and download the free app where you can hear great shows like the ludini rock and roll circus or hot licks with lily six um it's all uh just 24-7 awesome music programming so check it out there uh, go to radio.com and download the free app and do not forget to visit my friend Chris Thunderwolf Dotson at Wolf's Customs, Wolfie. go to wolfscustoms.online, they do amazing custom paint jobs custom artwork on your musical instruments, so check them out, wolfscustoms.online or just search Wolf's Customs on social media, my my phone is dinging, so I'm thinking somebody's trying to tell me something. Somebody can't hear me. Dear Lou, or how are you? I am fine. I miss you. Remember that time that we... That's probably not what it is. Was that your phone? Fo- that was your phone. That was my phone. That was your phone. Ooh. <clears throat> I'm going like, I was nobody. These guys think it's a chick? See, uh-huh. Let's Here. find out. No. No. Okay. All right. So, um... <laughs> No, I think we got all the business out of the way. We have Pittsburgh Kevin here. Lily oh is on a little bit God. of a hiatus. We're hoping to get her back uh, uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, Mr. <clears throat> Pittsburgh, anything? I uh, mean, uh, Share what? the note with the entire class. Oh, now. No, is, <laughs> Dear
1: Kevin, how are you? I am fine. <laughs> this is actually a, a friend of mine
0: uh, who, even though they know I'm doing a podcast... Well, <clears throat> tell so that friend. Th- I just did. If they're Kevin, if they were really your friend, would they interrupt you while you're doing a podcast? No. See, no, no, they're not really your friend. They're, is that what
1: it is? is that That's how that they're works? not. Yeah. Wow. It's Real friends don't
0: inter- uh, it, friends don't interrupt friends' podcasts. Exactly. So. That's just we just don't. Exactly. Do Thank you. Um, okay. <laughs> this is weird because I can see you guys. This when we did this last time <clears throat> it's weird because like I can like looking at reactions on people's faces now. Yeah. So I'm kind of looking for validation. <laughs> That wasn't a thing before, you know? Yeah. So um, I'm going to do, I'm going to change the view on this. I think I can. The view. Uh, just. Yeah. Speaker. Oh, this modern technology. Speaker. Is that it for, hello? Okay. Hello? Crap. Now I got Bill as the main person. That's okay. He's a fine fine looking fella. That's fine. No, that's not doing it either. I want to change this view. Anyways, this sucks. I'll just go back to this. There you go. It's okay. <clears throat> uh, so we usually we start out with like kind of getting into like we catch up. You know, we did a podcast last week on um, innuendo. Oh uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. It that was, was a lot. A lot of that was fun. a lot of fun, if You guys. you, you go to. Well, we're also also all over Spotify.
1: Hmm. That's where I listen. Um, and I do
0: listen to the podcast. Yeah, it's fun. It, and it's it's so funny because
1: I listen to the podcast. Uh, you know, post mortem. Uh, and even though I know what's coming up, I know what we talked about, I still find myself laughing. Now, are out loud. you sure
0: we just aren't like insane narcissists that just want to hear ourselves talk?
1: But anyway, I listen <laughs> to the podcast on Spotify. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's like, I'm like, I crack, I crack up.
0: I'm I like, cr- I, I kill me. I'm like, did Ludini just say that? Well, yeah. yeah,
1: he did. You were there when he said it the first time.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Um, so uh so we usually we start with talking mm. about some of the stuff we went through this uh this week yes. but um look can go ahead and do that um all right go ahead Mr. Pitt well, we had yeah. an interesting time sort of researching this topic too of butt yeah. rock we're gonna get into exactly what butt rock butt is rock, and everything we'll explain it to you to, to cool. you guys but um so that was part of kind of what we went through but go ahead and um Well, why don't you talk about Woodstock 99?
1: Okay, so I had some free time. I was doing some laundry. I'm like, oh, so I went to Netflix, found a documentary. It's a three-episode documentary on Woodstock 99. And through the entire documentary, I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. how Could could this go off the rails anymore?
0: The answer was I remember when it happened. It was not the peace and love fest that the original Woodstock was, like, at all. Why don't no. you give us some highlights?
1: So I can't remember the guy's name he was involved in the original Woodstock and it was his dream is to bring Woodstock back to the, to the generation of 1999. Well the generation of 1999 much different than the generation of 1969 uh, which became quite prevalent. Well number one they, they screwed over the, the kids that went there. Um, they said that like back in that, back in '99 like a bottle of water was like 60 cents. The vendors were charging $4. They gouged these poor kids. And when the kids would go to, to, to get into the festival, they would go through the backpacks and take all the food and water and drink out of their back and would not let them take it in. So they had to buy it, right? So now the kids are upset about that. It becomes
0: a whole. It's sort of, sort of losing the oh, spirit of, like, exactly, what Woodstock, right? three days of peace, love, and music. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, And Woodstock was like, people just drove up. Yeah. It was free. Yeah, basically. You didn't pay for anything. No, he, yeah, you just no. went in there and yeah. you sat down with your, you know, on your blanket and, <clears throat> yeah. And the music
1: scene at that time, there was a lot of angst driven rock and roll, which the promoter didn't quite get. So when he starts booking bands like Limp Biscuit, <laughs> Red Hot Chili Peppers, and stuff that are very high energy, angst ridden, um, you know. And then he puts them at the end of the day after a long, hot day of number one, gouging these guys. There was no sanit- like the sanitation I broke heard, down. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, garbage, there's
1: no garbage removal and stuff like that. <laughs> so when these guys get up there, you know, and uh, uh, Fred Durst is telling them to tear the place apart, guess what's going to happen? <laughs> oh, yeah. But it was such a such a mess and i'm like wow and the whole time the promoters are doing these like little um press conferences during the festival saying everything's great well what about this the, you know there's a few bad apples out there but for the most part everything's great and then finally the media is like like mtv was there broadcasting live and they're like no everybody's pissed off and everybody's
0: tearing down the uh, the sound the sound towers and stuff like that. it's just Crazy. it was uh, i remember fires. it I, I absolutely remember it and i remember thinking at the time that this is this is a bad idea yeah <laughs> you know yeah. i just remember because yeah. it, it was not the same world like no. not even a little bit no you know was no. no. not the I same don't think... world kids weren't the same like <clears throat> no. then they you know cho- cho- when they when i found out that it wasn't th- that uh about going through the backpacks what they were doing with the foods i'm like oh, this it's so over it's like this is part. they're missing the point of what Woodstock, and it was an like Air All Force about. base,
1: so it wasn't the nice, lush, rolling hills of New York. It was this hard, hot tarmac. You know what I mean? It was just, it was just terrible. I don't think they could ever do a Woodstock, a true Woodstock '69, ever again. Well, just because the culture has changed. Well, the culture so is much. very
0: different. Also, yeah. that developed kind of quickly and kind of organically too exactly. it was a very kind yeah, of like yeah. everybody wanted to kind of be involved with it. it was a kind of like all for one one for all kind of vibe with the with everybody with the promoters and mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. <clears throat> there's a movie about it <clears throat> about the original woodstock yeah. because they were they could tell that this was going to be a monumental Something thing special. and yeah, so they yeah. made them they made a movie of it which i of course did not Go to the original Woodstock, but I've seen the movie yeah. many times. It's yeah. very good. I need to get that documentary. That that, was a really good. I've that, seen it. That, that that that's really cool. I, yeah. I uh, watched um, um. This is a movie from a few years ago. I think came out like either right, maybe during the pandemic or right before the pandemic. It was. It's called a cure for wellness. Oh. And oh, yeah. Um, okay. Mia Goth, mm-hmm. is in it. Um, Jason Isaacs. It's um, a kind of gothic horror story. And it really reminds me, this is the second time I watched it. It really reminds me of one of those old Hammer films. Right. It has that kind of thing. It's got a beautiful setting. It's a set at the foot of the the Swiss Alps. Mm -hmm. And um, it's in this, you know, giant mansion. You know, the typical thing, you know. Um, And it's very mysterious. And what's going on? And it does get kind of gruesome. Uh, it points as well, so they, they bring that fact. It has like kind of a bit of everything, but it's very mysterious and weird. But um, if you've never seen it and you go in for that sort of thing, um, it's definitely worth a look. Um, it just it sort of came and went in the theaters, or like I said, might have yeah. been around the time of the pandemic, so sort of came and went um, without much fanfare. Something to check out. Um, so now Kevin and I were talking about something before that we started.
1: That's right. Welcome to Ludini's therapy
0: session. It's not my therapy. Session. I know, it's actually mine. <clears throat> this is Mr. Pittsburgh's therapy. Yes, yes. This yes. is uh so what we wanted to get your opinion on is this. Can men and women yes. be effectively yes. uh-huh. be just friends? <laughs> oh, Yes, yes. Yeah, I see your faces. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Right, right,
0: and and here's why I brought it up. I uh, and for those of you that are just like listening to the, you're listening on Rock Rage or something like that. We've got two people in the audience that are both men. (laughs) Right, there's two men doing the podcast. So like, just keep that in mind. We are limited in our perspective. We understand that. Yeah, we are the chicks at, we are the chicks at. Yeah, the reason I brought this up, I
1: had uh, dinner with a friend of mine who happens to be a woman. And we both—it's mutual. We're like, look, I, I'm not interested in you that way. You're not interested in me. But you know what? There's this thing called, oh, Jim Beam and Coke. <laughs> and by the end of our dinner, I'm like, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe I could, maybe I could do that. Maybe I'm just saying. And I had to walk away from the situation. I'm like, no, I'm no, no. So I posed it to Lou. I'm like, can men and women effectively just be friends? Mm -hmm. And we were discussing that, and uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, you don't
0: know, I don't don't think think so. So. Well,
1: because like you said, one or the other is going to end up wanting to do things.
0: Yeah, going to want to have a physical relationship. Yes, and the the other other one is see there. But, it's yeah. usually the man. Yeah, of the, course. the thing about w- w- the thing that people don't understand about men is just like it's just how we're wired. Yes sir. You know what I mean? Like we're constantly evaluating the sexual yes. availability of like any woman we happen to run across. It's not even it's not, it's so, sec, it's just so part of our grain nature that like, yeah. hey, those thoughts come and go and you don't even really even paying attention to them. Right. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's just like a, like a sort of like checklist that like runs off in your mind when you meet somebody of the opposite sex, you know what I mean? It's hey. just like this, this, this sexually available check, you know, yes or no, maybe, uh, you know, <clears throat> you know, is she a... Is she a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten? It goes through like in yes. a in a couple yep. of seconds. Like, like your It's not like <clears throat> you know we're, we sit down and have long thoughts about these sort of things. It just it just kind of goes goes quickly goes through our heads. Um, and I don't know that women do that, or, ha- or have I've not heard that they that they do that in that way. They may later on be thinking, you know, starting right. to think like if they if they themselves feel available, mm-hmm. they may have but I don't know I, I Lily, Lily, and Lily's not here, we she's don't not here. Me, but but I would just say for men it's just automatic like um, you don't even realize that you're doing it and right. it doesn't matter if you're married single an old guy a young guy oh, this is a, just the kind of ingrained like quick like little thing that runs through your brain really fast and you know if you are like you know looking for somebody look really looking for somebody mm-hmm. then you li- you'll linger on that right you know right, I mean? right then you'll go like start to linger on that. but once you're but if you're you know not it's just a kind of quickie yeah but it's there it's, it's there.
1: gonna be there if you're a man and you're functioning normally up well you know up here uh yeah yeah and like you said it doesn't have to be this long drawn-out thing it could be milliseconds like that and how you how you deal with that thought or that you know that's, that's but
0: I think I think that that can over prolonged periods of time depending on the situation yeah <clears throat> I don't know there have been women I've been friends with um, mm-hmm. where that was literally never even closely even remotely entered the situation but you thought about it, it well popped that, into your po- head, yeah yes? that popped into my head for a split okay, second sure. and maybe here and there exactly. but it was like it was absolutely not something that either one of us were even gonna remotely pursue or care about. Was there, was like there. Jim Beam involved? No. Exactly. Well, there was some drinking at different time. All right, but then. it was never, it never, yeah, but that can happen. Those inhibitions oh, get lowered, yeah, yeah. and that sort of lizard brain yeah. <laughs> stuff starts to come out Joe's nodding his head, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah sir. Y- you know, that that sort mm-hmm. of thing happens, um, you know, when yeah. you, you can get in a situation. Again, though, it depends on your situation and how are you, some, is it something you were considering anyways? If it's not even something you're even considering then, or whatever, yeah, then you yeah. know what I mean. It, it, you know, it's not a one-size-fits-all. Mm-hmm. Bill, what do you think? Unmute yourself. Unmute yourself.
2: So I'm sitting here next to my twin, twelve-year-old daughters, <laughs> wondering what I want. Walk-
0: <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> they can't hear. <laughs>
0: okay, good, good, good. Hence good. the headphones. Yes. yes. Smart, Smart man. <laughs> Smart man. <laughs>
2: now other one. i'm so confused
1: you yeah. said that. I, I
2: said nothing i'm trying to get myself um so <laughs> I, i've been married for a long time so i have lots of friends that are female that yeah. You know,
0: well that's been completely off the table for you for right. like you know yeah for a yeah, long for, time
2: what you is know. this it's what 2023 for 22 years
0: oh, god bless you well so, congratulations Bill. yes all right on happy 22 i mean i'm we're assuming they're happy 22 years you know? yeah <laughs> there you go good answer uh joe why don't you chime in buddy i'm gonna mute you bill yeah so my dynamics a little bit different i've been married for 13 years but um yeah especially when alcohol's involved years. it's like the inhibition goes down and uh anything can happen Friend or not friend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I t- we're going to go back to Bill in a second because I want you guys both to say what you do. I forgot to have Bill mention his podcast. We're going to come back to Bill. But while I got you, Joe, why don't you say what you do real quick, bud? Yeah. So I'm a um, marketing expert and I help you generate leads and uh, grow your business primarily using using ClickFunnels. I set up Lou's website. Cool. Joe Freeman. And, and if somebody wants to get in touch with you, how's, what's the best way to do that, Joe? Yeah, you can um, email me at f at orangetreemarketing.com. Okay. Orange tree, just like orange tree. Just like mm-hmm. orange tree. Just orange tree. Yeah. Okay. And Bill, go ahead and unmute yourself again real quick. And tell us, you have, Bill has a podcast. I have multiple things. Okay. I have
2: Pennsylvania Rock Show, which I just recorded episode 659 yesterday wow. um i have three questions in a song which is another podcast i'm on episode number 93 of that one um i own which is where those are housed i have my own unsigned radio station i also help run first angel media and music from the 412 which has its own radio station and videos um local videos And Alexa just popped on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, We'll have to talk later. We might have to find a way to do some business. Yeah. All right. All right, Bill. Thanks, buddy. Bill Damiano, Uh Joe Freeman. Okay. um, So that's just an interesting question um, Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. kind of ask yourself. We're not going to linger on that much more. We just thought we came up. Um, I wanted to quickly mention. um, I ended up working from home. for a few days and in the background as I had freedom to have on whatever I wanted I uh, started watching True Tone Lounge on YouTube and I put a, I put a link to it uh, Zach Childs does a uh, Zach Childs is a Nashville Session a guitarist and he has an artist series and there I don't know how many but they have tons of episodes but he interviews these like really cool often like Sidemen and Studio Aces and people like that but um like for, for this week, I, he did a great interview with um, Dave Grissom, who had been in Joe Ely's band and then in John Mellencamp's band. Tonight I was watching an interview with Audley Freed, who was uh, in Cry of Love and then The Black Crows, and I was Sheryl Crow's guitar player. Mm-hmm. So p- kind of people of that ilk. Although he did, did, did an in-depth interview with Steve Warner, uh, who's a multi-award-winning country music uh, artist and guitarist. Uh, but it really focuses around guitar, and if you're into guitar and you want to hear some guy's um, you know, kind of tell some really, really interesting stories about the business. A lot of these guys uh, are telling stories from from like way, way back. Uh, great interview with Rhett Volkert, who's uh, who was Merle Haggard's guitar player, and the, it just uh, was a different era. And the stuff that the, that these guys did and went through and everything is absolutely fascinating. So I'll put a link to it. it's called True Tone Lounge, uh, Zach Childs on YouTube. So, um, listen. Yeah. For the Love of Butt Rock. Wow. So we're going to tell you it's all about butt rock, yes. what it is, <laughs> who plays it, and mm. why we think it's freaking awesome. We're going to talk about some of our favorite butt rock bands that we think you should check out. Yes. Um. So first of all, what is butt rock? Exactly. That's a good there question. There are actually a few, because we had discussed it, there's actually a
1: few theories where that term came from. Go oh, ahead, Luke. Okay,
0: well the the one that i've heard the most is mm-hmm. you know from these radio stations mm-hmm. that say uh, you know we play nothing but rock, mm, but, rock right. but rock but rock but you rock. know with a big rock, but rock. yeah but rock um so that is you know the stations that would play that kind of stuff um it's usually music that has these kind of choruses that like you, everybody's chanting mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. down with the sickness you know that type yep. of thing yep. you know uh, you know, fists in the air. Yeah, yeah. Uh, these these bands tour and play a lot of like big fairs yes. and and festivals and stuff like that. Yeah, these bands uh, try
1: to capture that live experience, so that's why their choruses are very heavily driven. Uh, lyrics you can sing along with because they want that to come out of their. If you're just listening to it on a on an album, a CD, if you're streaming
0: it, you're almost there at that venue. Going along with it. So yeah. Um <clears throat> butt rock is not a new phenomenon and it's it has several decades yes. of, it's been around. It's always been basically been around yes. probably since probably the seventies, right? Yeah, exactly. So I mean like a our famous butt rock song that you know you would know is Rock and Roll All Night and Party Every Day by, exactly. by Kiss It's a butt right. rock song. Shout it out loud is uh-huh. a butt rock song. There you pa- go. probably eighty percent of Kiss's catalog. Maybe butt rock. maybe nothing yeah. from songs from the elder, but <laughs> pretty much everything else is you know butt rock for kids. Mm-hmm, pretty pretty mm-hmm. pretty much. So kind of go. So do you have? So we have a we have it broken down into first wave, second wave, and third wave. Right. So what do we? So what is the first wave? So the first
1: first wave is like you said, basically from the 70s through the early 90s. And like you said, uh, uh, songs that are, are are done by bands like KISS. We mentioned KISS. But you can also uh, count in Poison, Bon Jovi, Quiet Riot. You know, all of these songs that as soon as you hear that chorus, you're singing along with it. You know what I mean? Um, they're all kind of like, especially during this era, it's fast guitars. Um, high male vocals. If it's a male band, you know, you're not going to hear any, you know, Jim uh, Neighbors. <laughs> the green, green grass at home. Um, and here's the one, that, and, and it's so funny. Here's the one that, yeah, def- if you listen to this stuff, a lot of them have the cannon shot snare. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so there you go. That's the first wave, basically, uh, from the 70s through the early 90s. And of course, it includes 70s and definitely the 80s. A lot of the hair bands are butt rock. People, And that, that's another term, or that's another place where they said maybe this whole butt rock term came from, is everybody back in the 80s had the tight leather pants so you could see their
0: butt. Shaking butts. their butt. Exactly. Yeah. Music to shake your ass to. Oh my. Yeah. But, <laughs> said butt rock. Um, let me see here. I hate you have a... Uh, here we go. Okay. Japers could, you know, if it was a now all your
1: bitches be texting you tonight. It's it's not bitches though. It's it's <laughs> another guy that wants to get with another bitch, and I ain't helping him. You're on your own, brother. Yeah,
0: no, no, no. Don't be doing none of that. No, stuff dude. you're on your
1: own. That's my own problems. No, be dealing know. with. Oh, I should just text back two words.
0: Ready, Jim Bean
1: There you go. <laughs> That'll help him.
0: Um. Okay. Okay. Here so, we go. So, what would be like? Um. An example? Do you think of a? So we said Kiss. Yes. What would you say is maybe another? um, Yes. uh, Butt rock band from the seventies.
1: From the seventies. Wow, man. That's a good
0: question. That's a damn. I would, you know, ACDC starts in the seventies, right? I would, you know, I would definitely say, you know, "Ah, Highway. Exactly. I mean, like that's yep. Yep. you know what's not butt rock about that, you know? Um,
1: nothing, nothing more butt rock. Nothing, nothing. It's
0: like none more butt rock. None more butt rock. <clears throat> okay, well we're back. Oh, we're somebody still talking about the men and women. So we we'll have to go back to these comments <laughs> later. <laughs> Type a comment into the chat. Either guy, one of you guys, yeah, uh, both you guys, but some 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 of your favorite butt rock bands. A-C-C-D. No, no. no, It's A-C-D-C. That was the warm-up band. A-C-C-D. C-A-D-C. C-A-C-D. C-A-C-D. (laughs) C-A-C-D.
1: The all dyslexia band. Yeah, that sounds like a a a government organization. Yes, yes. The the C-A-A-C
0: or whatever. Please, please wear a mask. Um, So what is this second wave of butt rock? Funny you should ask it. Let
1: me tell you. So the second wave came in the mid-90s. And now we're talking about bands like Nickelback, right? Uh, Shine Down, uh, your friends and mine, Breaking Benjamin. They're not really our friends. I just said that, um, and and Seether. Uh, so this is uh, this new wave of Butt Rock is kind of built off the new metal because if you listen to these bands compared to the first wave, it's really hard driven. It's very metal esque. Okay. Okay. Uh, And if you notice, if you listen to some of the butt rock from the 90s, it's a little bit slower and a lot heavier. Like you've got that real deep. A lot of guys are tuning down their guitars at this point. Uh, And a lot of the lyrics are focused on angst, misery, heartache. We had talked about this before. What happened to rock and roll? Because rock and roll used to be kind of fun and party and blah blah blah. And then during the '90s, what the hell happened? A lot of that. A lot of that is uh, the influence of grunge.
0: Yes. Yeah, these are post-grunge versions of, exactly. of butt rock for exactly. sure. Exactly. Yeah. Um, songs like "Lips of an Angel" by by Hinder, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, "Crazy the, Bitch" by Buck Hinder. Cherry. I mean that. Right. I mean. I mean, you know, you could look up butt rock in a dictionary, and probably crazy bitch probably be the first song listed, maybe. Right.
1: <laughs> right. You've got Creed. Yeah. Uh, um, arms th- wide open. Yeah. yeah um, you know. Bad
0: girlfriend by Theory of a Dead Man. Yes. Yes. You know, those are all like major. Mm-hmm, a click, mm-hmm. click, boom by Saliva. Oh
1: my.
0: Those yeah. are really just um, in your face. Yes. Uh, uh, Through glass by Stone Sour, mm-hmm. great. You know, I think that this music is, um, it's it's maligned like hair metal in a way, right? right. You know, it's, it is it is kind of looked down on, unfortunately. Um, <clears throat> Sweet emotion by oh, Aerosmith. There you go, Aerosmith uh, that's yes, a good one. Yes. That's a good one. Walk this way as well. Mm-hmm, Walk this mm-hmm. way. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the stations that play butt rock. Are they playing the kind of the same, the same, same songs that they that, did yeah, in the '70s? That they, yeah. They, yeah, from the from, you know from the which you grew up listening to. The stations are still playing. Yeah, they're still playing Metallica. They're still playing Guns and Roses. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. still playing, you know, all A C D C Right. The, you know, they're still playing all all that stuff over and over and over. And it, it's this music is kind of pooped on by critics. It's not you know these guys aren't you know. It's funny. These bands tend to do really well like in the Midwest. hmm They go to New York City or Los Angeles and they're kind of looked at like a kind of treated like rednecks or something. Right. You know, they're not right. really appreciated. But, you know <laughs> a lot of these indie bands that you know the the critic the critics like are just um they they they're not they're great bands and th- I think the music is super important because that's the music that sort of shapes what's going to come. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but there's nothing wrong with songs that make people want to get up and boogie, rock out, sing along Right. To. I mean, isn't that, I mean, the one of the first things people did with music was sit around a, a fire, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And sing songs together or to each other <clears throat> and I'm sure that they weren't you know, uh, I'm sure that it wasn't La via by Rush, <laughs> no. you know. If it
1: was, it'd be yeah, impressive.
0: Yeah, it's not, it's not stuff like that. That's not what we were doing. We were, you know, telling, We was a way of telling stories. See. Si. Telling about our lives. So I think that these songs and, and these bands are just creating this music that is it's just uber relatable to, like, kind of everybody. Whether right. you want to admit you relate to it or not. You may not want to admit that because maybe you don't want to be associated secretly with. Secretly, you do like it. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean that's true, isn't right? it? Isn't yeah. that like if you're home
1: alone, you're listening to. Uh... You know, uh, blurry by puddle of mud. You know, and then somebody comes over, you turn it off. You they... know,
0: I mean, you know, the, the, you might look down your nose at Limp Biscuit and Papa Roach in polite society, but you know, <laughs> don't tell me when you're cruising down the road, you know, in, in you know, eighty miles an hour, and it comes on the radio, you're not like, yeah, yeah rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> yeah. rolling. Exactly. exactly. You're having a good time. <sighs> oh, I mean, there's songs that I can be completely in that genre that I can be. Com- be burnt out on like I burn out on Enter Sandman but like right. every once in a while man it'll come on when I'm like in the right I'm like yeah you know like, <laughs> just like I'm like rocking out you know I mean it's overplayed See? See? I can still boogie to um, you shook me all night long I mean mm-hmm, God mm-hmm. I'm like sick of it but at the right moment that comes on look out Yep, look, exactly. look, 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 look out, look out. It's, you know. So we do have a third phase, do we not, Mr. Pittsburgh? That we do, Ludini. Ho! So
1: the uh, third wave. Um, so now we're, we're getting a little more contemporary. Uh, we got bands like Imagine Dragons. Think about the music you've heard from them. Uh, Bastille, which I'm not completely, you know, uh, familiar with. Condos and Fun, which I do know Fun. Um, they're basically using, like, music has gone into this new alt rock format, right? Right. Um, so, but it's but the uh, the butt rock from this this third wave is uh, a little more energy. Okay. Um, oh, I have a little explanation of uh, what butt rock is. But we've kind of covered that, uh. but yeah. So you've got and, and if you think about it, like, uh, imagine ja- dragons. There for a while, their their song "Radioactive" was everywhere because it's very catchy and um yeah, i found myself singing it you know but uh, uh bands like uh 30 seconds to mars okay yeah i really like those guys again i wouldn't say that out in public but uh but, it, it, but it's true and it's it's basically oh so yeah we can't go into it so the the Really? The the big ding? The big ding? The big ding. Hello, the big ding. The big ding. Ding! Uh, where's where's my sound effects? Butt rock is... Mo- yeah, where's our... No, wasn't that wasn't a big, a big ding, ding at all. It was just a little drop. So, Buck rock is kind of an opposition of head rock. Have you heard of head rock? Yeah. It's right next to Bedrock.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so Headrock is what
1: I'm, I'm used to, what I like. You know, bands like uh, Yes, Genesis, Rush, right? Uh, you've got to use your head. It, there's the, there's a lot of um, careful listening to that music, and you want to hear what's going on in the music. Uh, technically, there's a lot of stuff going on musically, you know what I mean? But Rock's almost the complete opposite. Uh, it's very simplistic. There's a lot of emotion to it. So it's kind of almost on the polar opposite end of the spectrum where you don't have to sit there and what's he trying to say? Or, oh, listen to that solo. What did they do there? No, it's just like, I'm going to bang my head and have a good time and jump up and down in the crowd and maybe mosh a little bit. So there is the big difference between butt rock and, you know, what we call head rock, I guess. (laughs) Well, I guess you guess oh the other thing is with butt rock and this uh, once i kind of looked into it a little more is butt rock is more focused on singles do you know what i mean okay like you know you know this band and they've got this song and that's maybe that's all you know about that band is you know where like with the other rock it's very well especially coming from our generation a lot of it was album based like you know dark side of the moon Okay. You know what I mean? You know moving pictures. You know those albums, right? If you were to go to any these newer butt rock uh, band, you probably couldn't name an album. You know that song though. You know, they know what they have mean? yeah, you know? yeah,
0: single. So so here's an example of this song right here. And let me let me pause this. Um, this is from for all intents and purposes, this band is pretty much a. Um, Okay. Yeah. One-hit wonder. But what a hit! This is a big butt rock song, mm-hmm. "The Reason" by Hubba Stank. Never meant to do those it has a cool video. They what she's robbing the store, and they fake the getting hit by the car, and then it turns out that that was all set up ah. to get the diamonds. Okay, let's get to the chorus. Here we go. Go, Boris. Sorry. <laughs> Some of this, I mean, like, you get it, right? Why that is going to catch yeah. people. Like, they're going to yep. sing yep. along to that. It's got a very sentimental kind right. of lyric. He, he kind of tugs at your heartstrings. Yeah, very it's
1: very emotional, and you can relate, because something, something like that has happened to you, obviously, in the past. And I'm like, I get it. I understand where he's coming and it's, from. Yeah, it's,
0: it's like uber-relatable. Um, done in a format where you can easily remember the words you're gonna know those and it's almost the way the the, the lyrics are you almost know what the next sentence is gonna be right exactly find a, a reason for me what do uh-huh. you think the next words gonna be change who I used to be yep, Re- there, you know yeah. what I mean like exactly. it's like you, know, it's right. like, you you're just you're gonna just know it it's yeah it's and I heard little Steven talking about this. Uh-huh. One time, uh, I don't. If you don't know who Little Steven is, Little Steven is uh, the most famously the guitarist for for Bruce, Springsteen Bruce Springsteen, and the E Street yep, Band. Yep. And who? What the character? What character did he play on The Sopranos? It's a Sill. He played Sill Sil uh, on the on, the, on on The Sopranos. Yep. But uh, he has his own uh, radio show on Sirius. It's little Steven's Underground Garage, and he will give these like little essays mm-hmm. on music, right. and they're really well thought out. He's a smart guy. Um, but he talked about one time he was talking about how like we found out that like it's sometimes harder to write a song like I want to hold your hand right. than it is to write something more covered up with all kind of orchestration right, like exactly. this part and that yeah. part and you know that like sometimes that is like the trickier thing to do mm-hmm, is to come up mm-hmm. with something that just becomes ubiquitous like that there's some people just know and they're gonna sing along to it almost Mm -hmm. there's this song right here is one of those songs where you almost know the chorus even as as, as it starts and you know something like anything that the Beatles wrote has that soup you know when they especially when they were the boy doing doing the boy band thing in the beginning right super simple just very easy very memorable hard days night I mean just super last you know um, excuse me losing my train of thought just simple stuff yes it is and sometimes that is a harder thing to do than to you know okay you know we'll do this part in 5-8 and you know right right now we're gonna gonna change it up here we're gonna have a xylophone solo (laughs) and you know it's like, that's a kind of, but to really artfully put something together like that mm-hmm. uh-huh. is, 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 is not easy not to do. Um, and this also puts me in mind a little bit of like the sort of writer in the, I don't know if you guys know what writer in the round is. This is something they do in Nashville. Bill may have heard of this. Um, where, nope, there isn't somebody who sits down, very rarely in Nashville, is does somebody sit down and write a song and it gets a cut on, right. on an album. Yeah. It's usually these songs done by writer in the round where it's like a, like, circle up literally sitting in the round mm-hmm. and everybody's like it's like a meeting it and They kind of contribute. and, they, and into, everybody says we'll do this yeah. and do that and we'll make it say this make it say that and you know so you get these like songs with like you know a whole bunch of songwriters on it Um, and there's people that hate that system and there's people that think that and, yeah. and it has produced a lot of hit songs sure and so this music kind of reminds me a little bit of that like you know, Nashville hit machine mm-hmm. kind of, uh, exactly ki- ki- kind of songwriting where you know we're just you know keep it simple, keep it relatable, repeat it a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what yep. I mean? Make sure yep. those words go over and over and over so people <laughs> don't forget them. So I think that that is a uh, a, a hallmark of, of that kind of music as well. I don't think that one is better than the other. No. I mean, it would, it would be boring if all it was was butt rock. Right. It would that would be boring. You know. I, but, you know, I, I see where I see that there, there's times, though, where some of these like progressive metal bands and stuff could maybe take a page from some of these bands and maybe, mm-hmm. you know, create. Even James Hetfield said that the reason they switched it up on um, the Black album was because when they were touring and just for all it was people yawning, <laughs> people were yeah. yawning yeah. during the songs and he was like man like this is just like this isn't cutting it. we we got us we have to start thinking in a little uh different way yeah. about about it i don't know like i never hated that um album i mean it got played uh, uh, to death and then uh, you know mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. like any record i mean um back in black by acdc got played to death this right. does change right. the fact that it's like great songs oh yeah um <clears throat> But I, I I never had an issue, never had an issue uh w- with that at all but I can understand you know just purists and stuff like that. but just sure. something to think about guys if you're if you're out there and you're doing a kind of certain thing like even in whatever your genre is even rush wrote Tom Sawyer right you know what I mean like that goes up off- Four, four, they condensed everything into like right. four or five minutes. It wasn't little, a whole you know, album song. Yeah, wasn't, it wasn't, <laughs> an, you know, and they were able to make a song that was very memorable. Yep. It gets played on the radio every day till you're sick of it. Yep. So even they were able to scale it down and, mm-hmm, and find mm-hmm. ways to, to do stuff. So I think it can, it's totally doable to have cool musical sophistication. I mean, look at a lot of music from the 70s. I mean, a lot of music in the 70s has, the pop songs, I don't know if they were that sophisticated for two decades leading up to that. I think that, like, in the music of the 50s, especially the early 60s, was much simpler. Mm -hmm. But I think when you got to the 70s, a lot of these pop artists were writing songs with, if you were to look at the chord charts, I mean, there'd be jazz guys that would, you know... Have a hard time knowing where what was happening, you know what I mean? Yeah, because uh-huh. you know, it's just the way that the, the songs were sophisticated. They were still three minute pop songs. Oh yeah. But they were so. I mean, I'm thinking about the music of like Michael McDonald. Sure. You know, bands like that. They really wrote these like really beautiful pop tunes, but were able to just create har- har- very harmonically rich. Mm-hmm, is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. So I think you can do. both Steely Dan, I mentioned that. That's an example of a band oh, yeah. where you can <clears throat> incorporate some more sophistication in a way that still gets over on the radio exactly. gets people singing along it doesn't have to be one or the other exclusively um, but yeah um, yeah butt rock I think butt rock is cool I think that it could save rock if people would just like stop looking down their nose at it exactly and just it. Be- enjoy it for just, what it just, is yeah just, just have fun yeah. with it that's what it's meant to be and is not that what rock was about originally, yes. you know, young people blowing off steam, Blowin off steam. keeping it simple. Taking it to the man. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, that was uh the whole idea behind, you know, things like um Rock Around the Clock, right? Jailhouse Rock, yes, You know, Tute Fruity, all that type of all stuff that stuff. you know, have fun.
1: Life's too short.
0: Butt Rock. Thank you. Butt Rock, any everything only what is what, what Death. anything but rock? Death. <laughs> anything but rock. Death to all but rock. <laughs> Death to all but rock. There you are. <laughs> I like that. Oh, um, God. and I, I put a link <clears throat> into a video that in uh, that inspired this podcast. This is um, I'm going to click over to it real quick, but I will not play it. I don't want to take somebody else's content, but I do oh, want to credit. Um, Where credit is uh, the punk rock MBA, and I put a link to it. The misunderstood genius of Butt Rock. Mm-hmm. This was an influence on today's show, yes. so I put the link in the notes. You guys can go uh, check that out. Good, just very level-headed perspective on the whole subject. Um, let's talk about some new music, Right. new-ish. Now, Mister Pittsburgh is like no, he's so slacking, so slacking. He's so a slacker. Shame on you, slacker boy. Terrible man. Slacker man. I am slacker man. Slacker man. <laughs> slacker man. This is a new that's a new podcast character, right? I, I'm
1: slacker man.
0: What do you guys think of this? All these bands have these long intros on these I songs. Know. Hold on. Now, that sounds like rock and roll to me. Yes. Yeah. I saw these guys open for the Black Crows um, two years ago. Uh, Dirty Honey, The Wire. Song isn't brand new. Sumi, mm-hmm. me. But it's, it's only about a year old. that swagger it's got like kind of an old school butt rock kind of vibe yeah it, yeah you know? it does it Turn and walk away. that puts that song riff puts me in mind of this song do you know the song uh darlene by led zeppelin no
1: play some Play Play something
0: for me, Lou. It might sound nothing like it. I could be misremembered. You know how you do, you misremember things. Not yet. Okay. Okay, got that in your head? Yes. So, go back to. Come on. Oh, you! Oh, comput- computer! Oh, my computer messed me up here. Computer, uh, I, oh, I, I, I screwed up my my plan here. Oh, this modern
1: technology. Here.
0: It's wire. Oh, this modern technology. Yeah. Okay. I never wanted to... Same kind of dunt, dun. Yeah. Dun dun. dun. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. How's that? Uh, is, you know, is there...
1: Now, you, you're musically uh, educated. Is there a term for that, for that, like, kind of break in the... Instead of just playing a chord, chord, st- chord... I believe staccato? that's... Re-
0: I believe that's called stop time. Oh, not staccato? Well, staccato would be if we played every note and then we did it like this. The more that's, you know. Legato is when you run all the words together and you never stop. Like, I do very often when I'm doing the podcast and nobody Slow knows down, what I'm Ludini. talking about. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay, legato we're, we're, means connected, staccato means separated. Stop time is something different. So, uh, like Jane by Jefferson's...
1: You would consider that stop
0: time. I would consider that Rocky Like I a have, Hurricane. I have learned da so da much. Da da, da. I would consider I that I, playing I, with stop men time. and feel. women
1: can't be friends, and <laughs>
0: I've learned so much. The, the more you know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and one last thing I want to mention before we kind of start moving on with the end portion here, yes. um, I uh, I put this in my uh, great moments in YouTube, um, Jared James Nichols. Oh, yes. <laughs> this guy is amazing. That's a good. Eye. I could li- listen to him just like play Do Re Mi on the guitar. Like he's, uh-huh. he just has this insane feel and attack. <laughs> and um, there's a great interview with him with uh, John Balger premier guitar, mm-hmm. excuse me. And it's a rig rundown, okay? Yes, that can be kind of technical, but Jared makes it super fun because he doesn't stop playing the entire time. Right? So he doesn't just, just like... He's noodling sh- around. Yeah, he is, I mean, he's <laughs> causing... And just listening to him play these yeah. little... And, and then sometimes he'll play some classic riffs. He plays uh, Mississippi Queen, you know, and okay. it's just, listen listen to him play. It's absolutely amazing. But he tells this amazing story about a guitar. Um, oh, yeah. So check this out. Um, he pulls out this guitar the last guitar he shows and the thing is a 1952 Gibson Les Paul now that guitar if you were to find that on reverb or something like that that'd be a five six seven hundred thousand dollar guitar yeah. easy the 50s era Les Pauls are insanely Sought after like crazy, Crazy. you know. So, most of them are completely out of circulation, they're in collector's uh possessions behind glass, nobody's touching them or playing them or anything like that. But, um, some of them are player grade, they've had like a lot of repairs and stuff like that. So, there are vintage Gibsons out there that the guys are playing. But, so this is an interesting story. So, he says that this guitar came to him through an Instagram personal message mm-hmm. He says, a- 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 this thing popped on Instagram and it said do you want to view it was blurred out it said do you want to view this picture oh and he was like um mm-hmm. uh, but he thought it looked like a guitar behind the fuzziness so right, right. he clicked on it and it was a picture mm. of this guitar and this kid was messaging him he lived in the c- he lived in Michigan and they had recently had a tornado, and this kid found this guitar in his front yard. <laughs> it just dropped out It sky. was all, and it was busted. Like, it was broke. The neck was broken off of it, um, and everything was really trashed. And um, so, he's like, yeah, he says, I know you're really, you know, a great guitar player, and you're into Les Paul and stuff. You know, maybe you could point me in the right direction about having it restored or whatever. Right, right. And so, he was like, um, oh, yeah, he says, I have a guy. He says, but... If you ever want to get rid of it, yeah, <laughs> he says, you know, I'd be interested in taking it off your hands. And so the kid was like, well, thank you very much. I'm going to call so-and-so about getting it fixed. And uh, he says a couple days later, his phone rang, and it was this kid. And he said, um, you know what? I'm not going to get it restored. I'm just going to give it to you. <laughs> He's like, What? He says, come on, i got to give you something. He goes, no, I don't feel right about taking money for it. It landed in my yard. Mm -hmm. I didn't pay anything for it. It obviously belonged to somebody, and I just, you know. So you can have it. And so he did. He got it restored, and they put the neck back on. had to rebuild some of the stuff on the back and everything. But uh, he plays it at the show, and he plays it on this thing. And it's absolutely a a great story because, like, that... (laughs) It's just crazy. That that's guitar we wouldn't even know about that had it not been for a tornado. There's like so many yeah. serendipitous sort of things about that story, That's- you know. But if you're a guitar nerd like Kevin and I are, you'll find it really interesting. If you're not, if you w- just watch some of it, just listen to him Aren't play. You- you'll become a Jared James Nickel fan. Oh, yeah. Like just by watching this video. He's also very, um, he's got a giant personality. He's like, mm-hmm. you can tell he's like, oh, he's got a big smile on his face. He's oh, yeah. like super positive. Um, kind of an uplifting kind of vibe around him. So check that out. Um, we go to real quick before we move on. Real quick, Wolf's Customs Online. I'm kind of surprised they didn't make it tonight. Yeah, Wolf's Customs Online. Also, RockRageRadio.com. Download the free app, and check to com for go. all our good stuff. Plus, we have merchandise there as well. Um, I understand cookies. Do you? <clears throat> Do you really? So that. So once again, it is time for um, this, day. this day in music, aka. <laughs> yeah, this day and what the Beatles did, right? <laughs> exactly, our first. Our and and and, it, and without really, we didn't even plan this. No. The first story is absolutely about the yeah. Beatles. Yeah. In 1961, the Beatles played three gigs in one day. What lunchtime show at the Cavern Club? Mm-hmm. Then they appeared at Casanova Club in Liverpool, oh. and then at the Litherland Town Hall in Liverpool. Wow! So they were they were busy little uh, were. Bu- busy little bees that day. On this day, 1964.
1: Three classic British singles were released. The Rolling Stones, Not Fade Away, a UK number three. The Hollies, Just One Look, a UK number two. And Billy J. Kramer's Little Children, a UK number one.
0: Wow. Yeah, Not Fade Away um, Mm -hmm. and the Hollies song would be more in my memory but not anything. Yeah I don't know Little Children. Uh, 1964 uh, the New York band The Echoes recruited a new young unknown piano player by the name of Billy Joel.
1: Really? Ain't that some shit. On this day 1967 Pink Floyd started their first sessions at EMI Studios St. John's Wood London on their debut album uh, The Piper at the Gates of Dawn. Yeah, working on the song Matilda, Mother. Oh, okay. While Pink Floyd were recording their album with former Beatles engineer Norman Smith, the Beatles themselves were working in the studio next door, recording a little tune called Fixing a Hole for their, you may have heard of this one, the Sgt. Pepper album. Mickey Dolenz, you know who he is. He's from the Monkees. He attended the mixing session the next day.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. All those guys you? were all the... You know, that... Um, the, that 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 EMI Studios was a lot in in England was sort of like the Amer the British equivalent of like Muscle Shoals. Oh yeah, you know yeah. <clears throat> um, this day, nineteen sixty eight, Otis Redding had his first entry on the UK Singles Chart when "Sitting on the Dock of the Bay" entered mm. the chart. It went to be a number three hit. The song became the first posthumous single to top the charts in the United States. Posthumous, yes. posthumous. posthumous. say posthumous, 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 posthumous.
1: On this day, 1970, Simon and garfunkel Jeez, oh, I almost said that right. Simon and Garfunkel went to number one on the UK chart. with Jesus, Jesus, and I—I I haven't even got a slow down, slow down. You read oh, too fast. You read Too fast. On this day, 1970, Simon and Garfunkel went to number one on the UK chart with "Bridge Over Troubled Water." <laughs> The album went on to stay on the chart for over 300 weeks. Wow,
0: 300 weeks.
1: Wow, returning to the top of the charts on eight separate occasions and spending a total of 41 weeks at number one. Must be a good song. <laughs>
0: Never heard of it. No. <laughs> on this day in 1972, Led Zeppelin released Rock and Roll slash on, uh, with uh, Four Sticks. It was a seven-inch right. single. Uh, in the U.S., seven-inch singles. Wow. We haven't had seven-inch singles yeah, in a right? long time, you know. Peek, it peaked at number 47 on the chart. The song was written as a spontaneous jam session while the band were trying to finish four sticks. Ooh. Drummer John Bonham <laughs> played the introduction to Little Richard's You Keep a Rockin', and Paige added a guitar riff while the tapes rolling. The basic song was finished within about 15 minutes. Wow. So this is a kind of like one of rock. This Speaking yeah. of a butt rock song, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, one of rock's. Like most overplayed songs, you can hear, we could turn on a radio station yeah. right now. There is a radio station somewhere in the world, probably mm-hmm. several, that are playing rock and roll by Led Zeppelin exactly. right now. I guarantee, it. guarantee. <clears throat> and, oh, and they wrote it in like 15 minutes. Yeah. It was yeah. it was total
1: impromptu. You guys rolling the tape far out, man. That's that's our song. On this day, 1976, the Four Seasons were at number one on the UK singles chart with December '63. Oh, oh, what a night! The group's only U.K. number one. I remember that
0: song. Yeah, I roller-skated to that. Yep. Uh, 1981, Dolly Parton started a two-week run at number one on the U.S. chart with 9 to 5. The sur- singer's first number one. Uh, single. Uh, mm. Also number forty-seven in the UK. Well, obviously much bigger in the U.S. But that song was inescapable. Oh, it was, it everywhere. was everywhere. everywhere. And that was from that movie. Which was last time you watched Nine to Five? It's
1: been a long time. You long know what? Time. It's funny.
0: It's really Lily it's, Tomlin. Yeah. Uh, uh,
1: Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda was also. Yeah. And, and
0: and Dolly Parton. It's funny. Right,
1: you are, sir. Oh, on this day, nineteen eighty-two. DJ, I'm sorry, American DJ Murray the K died. Here's here we go with the death dedications. You know how much I love them. Uh, Murray is thought to be the first person to play a Beatles record on radio in America. Well, God bless. 1988,
0: 1998. Oh, sorry, 1987. Beg your pardon. We'll get there. Uh, ben E. King was at number one of the UK singles chart with "Stand By Me." So, this, so this was a, a song. <laughs> From many years, re- released yeah. in 1961, but because there was a film that came out, mm-hmm. and if you have never seen the film, you should see it. It's yes. one of my favorite movies of all time, uh, called Stand By Me, when this was the theme song for it, and mm-hmm. that song was all over the radio, all over Back again. on the charts again. Yep.
1: On this day, 1998, Celine Dion went to number one on the UK singles chart with My Heart will Go On. That's wonderful. The song was the theme from the movie
0: Titanic. you fat tit titanic folks oh my god godness my godness in 2002 elton john accused the music industry of exploiting young singers and dumping talented artists for manufactured groups he said there are too many average and mediocre acts it damages real talent getting airplay it's just fodder Fada for my fada. You don't have to read all. Pick if you want to pick one. <laughs> I was gonna
1: say I'll do Casey Kasem. Okay, on this day in 2000, I'm not doing the Casey Kasem. But it's another death dedication. Yes, this day, 2004, Mud Singer Les Gray died <laughs> of a heart attack whilst. What this is definitely British. Whilst fighting throat cancer, age 57. Yeah, so I always change those to so
0: like while. I don't say the. Well,
1: this is. I think it's a British uh, that we're getting this information from. All right, go ahead.
0: Uh, Simon Cowell was set to appear on this day in 2004 on the new episode of The Simpsons. The TV pop idol judge would play a nursery boss who gets punched by Homer Simpson.
1: Huh. Uh, Do we care about that?
0: Lincoln. You want to talk about Lincoln Park?
1: Oh, okay. On this day in 2008, a computer expert was jailed for two years for electronically stalking Lincoln Park singer Chester Bennington. How do you do that? That's interesting. Devin Townsend. Oh, it's Devin, wasn't it? Pete Not that
0: Devin Townsend.
1: Devin Townsend. Not that Devin. It all makes sense now. No, Devin Townsend, not that one. Worked at a U.S. national security laboratory in New Mexico. Oh, it's a girl. Where she used a computer to track Bennington. She admitted to obtaining family photos, accessing email and voicemail, and threatening his wife to Linda. Well, ain't that some shit?
0: Yeah. U.S. Last one here. U.S. Music aficionado sold his collection of more than three million vinyl albums, singles, compact discs to an eBay buyer from Ireland for just over three million dollars. Wow! it was happened in two thousand and eight. Wow. Um, a few birthday shout outs here. It's your birthday.
1: We're going to shout out. We should do music. We really should have like theme music for this.
0: Let's write it. You write it. We'll do it. Okay. Uh, happy birthday Nina Simone. Oh. Happy birthday to David Geffen from yes. the uh, founder of Geffen Records no. who signed everybody. Jerry Harrison. Jerry Harrison. Oh uh, sure. Um to Talking Heads. Tom Tom Club. Uh Vince Welnick. Mm-hmm. Keyboardist from the Tubes. Keyboardist. Yes. The only guy I know from the Tubes is Fee Waybill. Sure. How could you not remember Fee Waybill? I know that's but such a, what a name. It's what a, a name. Very should, common I'm going to change my name for 24 hours to Fee Waybill. 1952, happy birthday to, to Jean Jacques Burrell, yes. a French uh, oui. English musician, oui, oui. A composer, uh, did a bunch of stuff. Mike Pick- Pickering, ah. a British musician. Uh, played with M people and a bunch of other acts uh, early on. Uh, ranking Roger, singer, musician, British group from the uh, the Beat, uh, was born the day nineteen sixty one. Mark Arm, singer, guitarist with American alternative rock band Mudhoney. Oh. Michael Ward, guitarist with American rock band The Wallflowers, sure. and also played with John Hyatt. Um, born the day nineteen sixty seven. He and Michael and I are the same age. Let's do it. James Dean Bradfield, Welsh singer, songwriter, musician, James Dean Bradfield with the Manic Street Preachers, born this day in 1969. Dude! There you go. There we are. Charlotte Church, happy birthday this this day in 86. Corbin Blue, um, this day in 89. So there we are. Happy birthday to all you crazy motherfuckers. (laughs) He's
1: a motherfucker.
0: Um. Thank you so much to Bill and Joe for being with us live Thank today. You. Thank you, guys. So we're going to continue to do these and do a little, do more promoting. See if we can get uh, some more friendly faces in here. We need some chicks. <laughs> we need some chicks so we can get there. Uh, you can find out more about us at ludini rock and roll circus Don't forget to check out rockrage radio Download the free app and don't forget to uh, patronize Wolf's Customs as well, uh, guys. Thanks so much for hanging out. Uh, Mr. Pittsburgh, anything you'd like to add before we wrap up for today? Oh, see, I I screwed it up again last
1: week. I'm like, I have to come up with something like really good for the end of the show. Did I?
0: No, not so
1: much. Maybe next time quit
0: worrying so much about whether men and women can be friends. I don't know if they can. (laughs) All right. Remember Woodstock 99. That's all. We'll just leave it at that. You guys have a great week. We'll catch you all on the next Ludini Rock and Roll Circus.